0: Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game parlays? you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win. How many goals will be scored? And more. It's your shot at even a bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 211 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday, hump day Wednesday. Hope everybody's doing well. Good week. You're almost there, folks. Almost there, gang. Although I know we had the long weekend and stuff, so, you know, it's a little bit of a short work week, but uh, we're still still got to go for four days, right? Um, yeah, how's everybody doing? Uh, well, folks, wacky adventure this past weekend for me. Fourth Line Voice was uh, was on the road. Darren was, uh, was uh, griswolding it out there with vacation, Edmonton Vacation. Of course, I went down to Edmonton to see the, and I attended the Ice Wars Battle of the Enforcers in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, live on Fight TV pay-per-view. I was there in person. I was there with the people, and I'm going to give you an account of that trip, And uh, but before we get into all that, and some playoff observations and some general whatnot, and uh, apparently, I don't know. I got I got a bunch of people talking about me. Don't know who these people are, but they but they apparently have a lot to say about me. I I don't know what's going on. I don't know is it the heat, folks? What's what's happening? What's happening in podcast land? I was saying to Alec, I said every you know, crazy from the heat or what? Well, I'll talk about all that in a bit here. But uh, you know, first you know we got to eh, I got to talk about the guys who paid for the gas. You know the sponsors. Well, they haven't paid for the gas yet. I I, I got to submit my receipts. Maybe, you know, hopefully my, they cover my trans. We'll see. <laughs> but um, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. Um, yeah, of course, There, you know, with the playoffs and everything happening, I mean, well, a bunch of those shows are really rolling. Uh, there might be some that are on the already on the golf course, but uh, yeah, as I said, whatever whatever team you're a fan of, check it, check their shows out. And, of course, for my off-network friends, we got uh, Mud Show down there in North Carolina, old Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast. Of course, he's a member of the Sick Pack Coverage Network. And, uh, you know, he's busy dude working, training that new dog, Gates of his. Um, you know, got the, got the new hunting dog. So that's, that's taking up a lot of time, but, um, yes, definitely check out, uh, the five for fighting podcast as well as the five for fighting YouTube channel where he has, uh, (laughs) there's no nudity in any of those videos. You know, I'm glad YouTube rescinded that strike. Oh, YouTube. I don't know. It's that auto, the automated YouTube guideline thing is, uh, oh, you pull your hair out. Believe me. When you have an account. Um, <laughs> but uh, Alec has been uh, uploading the East Coast Hockey League fights from this year. So uh, yeah, definitely give his channel a look. Um, hit the subscribe up at the top right there. Hit the subscribe button. It would help him out. And uh, as I said, it, it's the little things uh, from you guys that that help us out in the long run. Um, you know, it's not a big, you know, and like I always say on these platforms, whatever platform you're listening to these shows on, Um, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, what have you, um, if you could rate and review not only my show, but Alec's show, um, it, it helps us out in terms of searches and the analytics. And like I said, it's a, it's a little thing from you guys, but it goes a long way for us. So if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it. And I know Alec would as well. Um, but yeah, uh, check out the, check out his back catalog, Yablonski, Rob Ray, uh, um, on and on. He has a tremendous back catalog, does a great job. Five for fighting podcast. Check it out. And of course we got Broadway Joe Lazito. of Lazito out of Carnegie Hall, the big man. He's moving up in the world. He's a big deal. You know, he he's not just, he's not hanging out with those people down at MSG anymore. You know, not you people. He's moved up in the world. He's hanging out with a better class of losers now. Yes. But he has a New York Islander Enforcer podcast. Coliseum Chronicles again tremendous back catalog Fakoda, Trevor Gillies Matt Karkner, Asham Bolton on and on Joe does a tremendous job um I'm not sure what's happening with Joe's show um, I know he's kind of having a tough time right now not just balancing work time research time interview time trying to track down guests on and on um it, it's a tough grind and I and I know he's it's 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 kind of catching not sure what what he's about to do or what, what's going to happen, so I'm not going to speculate here. But I'll let uh, Joe talk about that. But in the meantime, uh, like I said, tremendous back catalog. Definitely check it out. Joe's a good dude. Um, yeah. And, uh, and regardless of uh, what he decides to do, if this is it or if he's going to continue or what have you, um as i told him and i you know and i wasn't blowing smoke it was true um he has left uh, a history of a legacy of interviews they're out there and they're on the internet and they're they're forever and they were great and he's done a great job and he should be very proud of the work that he's put in and um yeah his guest stories are out there forever for people to listen to so that's something and uh definitely should be proud of his work and uh, he does a great job and he's a good dude. Joe give it rid of Lizzito. All right, boys and girls, let's let's uh, what, let's talk here. <clears throat> Gather around, folks. What are what are we going to talk about today? Well, before I get into my trip and uh, the ice wars and all that uh, craziness, um, how about the playoffs? I mean, you know, I'm not again. I'm not really watching, um, so. I I honestly don't really care all that much. Um, A few incidents, of course, happened, um, as they always do. And, of course, uh, you know, of course, social media is in an uproar daily, uh, depending on who you're cheering for. Um, I'm amazed at, like, with sports fans, like, just the tribalism that goes into it and just, like, when I laugh when other people come like when other people comment, I'm not even a fan of Edmund Third, or Calgary. I'm a you know, I'm a Ranger guy, but even I know. It's like they have to like I-, I have to clarify I'm a fan of this team before I say anything, though. So it's like I have common sense when I'm discussing other teams, but I have no common sense when I'm discussing the team I'm a fan of. Is that what you're saying? I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the, the point of cl- of making sure everyone knows who you're a fan of first. Like, okay, like no one cares, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's just this weird subculture. I don't uh like even walking around Edmonton this past weekend. I mean, you know, everyone and their dog was wearing oiler gear and it's like, you know, like I swear some of the jerseys you can still see the price tags hanging on them, you know, like, Oh yeah, you've been a you've been a big fan for uh, you know, 11 days now. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't uh I don't get it, but you know, whatever, it's just okay. But uh, you know, some of the incidents, I mean, again, I guess it's the spotlight of the playoffs and I mean, they get some of this shit gets so overblown at the best of times, but let alone the playoffs, but like Lucic hitting Mike Smith and everyone's up in an uproar about it. And it's like, do you really think that was on purpose? Like if, if, believe me, if Milan Lucic wanted to hit Mike Smith, you'd know he hit Mike Smith. Mike Smith wouldn't have been coming back in that game if Lucic really meant to do it. Do you Everybody anybody remember Ryan Miller? Do you remember what Lucic did to Ryan Miller when he meant to do it? Yeah, yeah. He didn't mean to hit, but first of all, Mike Smith went one way and then right away, turn. it's like when all these guys turn into the boards at the last second and then everybody yells and screams about boarding. Well, you put yourself in that position. Mike Smith put himself in that position. You could tell, you could see Lucci's trying to hold up and grab him, you know, like even Lucci said, if I wanted to, if I wanted to board Mike Smith, both of us wouldn't be playing tomorrow, you know, but of course all right away up in arms and. Oh, Lucic is such a goon and always oh, so mean and oh god, on and on. And it's like these are adults talking like this, like the, you're, like I said, it's grown adults, literally stomping their feet and pointing their finger like an eight year old on the playground yelling at the teacher, telling. That's what these are like. Adults on social media. It's like, aren't you embarrassed? Seriously. I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing to me, but here we are. Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't know, whatever. It's just, well, I'm adjusting my volume here folks. Am I getting louder? I hope, you know, it seemed like I was pretty quiet, but, um, but no, do I, I don't, I don't think Lou Cheech, uh, purposely boarded Mike Smith. But I will say one thing about Lou, about Lou Cheech. and I've always said this about Lou Cheech um, I mean really I mean in the last little while has there been like I mean you don't have to like him or whatever I mean I get it I, regardless I think he's the one guy that um, again I, I'm not that I'm watching every I don't watch whatever but just from the little bits I've seen and stuff he seems to be the one guy that always seems to know his role. And he's not deviating from it. Like, if something's going on, I mean, he, he's going to, you know, <laughs> do something about it. I, I mean, I don't think there's any, there's no question about what he's going to do, um, you know, at any time. And it's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he always just seems like he's, it's it just it just got like kind of an old school approach to things. And I mean for the new age fan that probably look, well that looks completely out of place and he does look like sometimes when he's doing shit he, it does look completely out of place in today's game. I mean that's the thing. Uh, being an old fart whatever watching 80s 9 it looks that looks like hockey to me. Like that's normal to me. But to a new age fan, I guess that seems like it's just completely out of whack and out of left field and mean I guess I I don't know. I, I like I said, I can't. I'm I'm on a completely different wavelength than today's fans. So, um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that uh, you know, of course, being in Edmonton when all that shit went down, that that caused quite the stir. And uh, yeah, I heard all about Lucic at the bar. But uh, yeah, anyway. And then, of course, um, while well, Cadre's hit on on Bennington there, and um, you know. I know Codry's got a history of, like, playoff suspensions and dirty play and stuff. Um, Again, do I think that was intentional? Uh, No, not at the speed of the game and everything else. At the same time, I'm sure as his momentum was going in there, um, you know, he wasn't going to do anything to slow himself down. I mean, whatever. Um, But, you know, what did I think? Did he go out with the intention of injuring the St. Louis Blues goalie? No. I don't think so. Um, So, no, and unfortunately, it's... But again, I mean, you know, and I mean, I see everybody's... Oh, they're all up mad, you know, up in arms about Baruby and all this saying shit about him. And it's like, well, he's the coach of the opposing team. I mean, I don't know. Was anybody yelling about Gerard Gallant talking about, like, Domi and them? Like, I don't know. So, I mean, it's a coach talking about his team in the playoffs and talking about the opposition. I mean, they're not going to say anything favorable about him, um, you know. Now, as far as the other cadre shit goes with the with the racism and all that stuff and the, the th- death threats that he's getting, that's, I mean, that's pathetic. And it's just another, there you go. As I talked about at the top of the show, um, the world's full of stupid people, unfortunately. And uh, just ignorant shit that's not, that's not called for. And like I said, everyone's... You get a bunch of these brave heroes on the internet, and I mean, you know, they're ju- they're they're doing this posing thing like they're just doing it because they're big Blues fans or something. No, you're just you're pieces of garbage. That has nothing, this has nothing to do with the St. Louis Blues. it Has nothing to do with hockey. No, you're just a racist piece of garbage, and you know you're sending death threats to a guy's family and. What? What do you? What? What is this? Like it's just so pathetic, and and you know, um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's just sad that that's that's this is the world that we live in now, and uh, and social media has given these buffoons a platform. I mean, I know obviously it's off of social media as well. It's in the world. It's been in the world forever. It probably and unfortunately will probably be around forever. There's always going to be pieces of garbage, unfortunately, and um, you know, I think uh, hopefully uh, they are tracked down and and talked to and dealt with, and uh, you know, but I, I think uh, giving these bozos any more credence or uh, or, p- or publicity is is pointless, and uh, you know, but to tie somehow tie the St. Louis blues into this or hockey into this. This this, this isn't a hockey thing or no, it's a world thing, you know? And, uh, no, it's just sad. And, uh, yeah, brutal. And I hope the people that are, that are talking that, uh, shit, uh, get dealt with. But, uh, yeah, anyway, let's, uh, we'll move on with things. Um, Oh, the one thing I forgot to bring up about the Lucic thing was, of course, oh, George larocque has got to get into it. And, uh, oh, he's got to go on and on. Oh, the, and he's tweeting at the Oilers, sign me up. I'll take care of Lucic. George, you didn't take care of Lucic, what, 10 years ago when you had the opportunity to? You know, and I I mean, I like George. Whatever. I've, I've always, hey, I'm a fan of George. I always have been. Um, a couple times I had to dealt with he was very nice with me when I had to deal with him. Uh, we helped each other out, uh, way back when, um, but in retirement, I don't know what it is. It, is it this, I don't know if it's this need for, uh, like it, it's almost like this narcissistic, like, j- like, are you just trying, to, are you so desperate to stay relevant? Like why like, what can't you just tweet about the games or talk about the games? Why do you have to inject yourself into everything? Like, everyone, you're not coming out of retirement. You're not going to fight, you know, like everyone. What do you, you're just grandstanding. George, just stop. You look silly, man. Just don't. And you know damn well Lucci shouldn't do it on purpose. You know that. Come on. Give it a rest. Like, just stop with the grandstanding shit. Like, I don't know. To me, it just, just reeks of desperation. And that's the thing, man. You had a great career. You don't need to do this shit. Like, just, just be on social media and talk about the games or whatever. Like, just like everyone else. Stop trying to inject yourself into it. I don't know. Just, to me, it just looks kind of sad. Like, like, he did the thing. He did that with Avery. He did this now. He's done this a couple times. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. At least, I like George, so I don't. I don't get. I don't know. Oh, and I, the one thing I will laugh about. Oh, Biss and got all these people fired up on Twitter. I love it. It's tremendous. Oh, and I'm, I'm like, I just laugh. And some of you get so worked up about it, like you're so mad at them, and you're just talking shit about them. And and I always like all you got all these gym class heroes calling them like. The level the lack of self-awareness on social media. I've all I've talked about I know I've talked about this a thousand times on here, but it's just baffling to me. Like you have guys tweeting Bissonette like his fight clip with Reeves and and all this shit and Oh, you're a plug and you're a loser and you all you never do You, you suck during your NHL career. You know, meanwhile the guy's saying it like Never made it above Pee-wee. Like, believe me, that's not the sick chirp that you think it is, bro. As you like to say. Like, no, it's not. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself. And I'm just like, again, do you guys not realize Pistonette's playing a character? You buffoons. Like, oh, he's just playing you like all like little fiddles. You know, he's just sitting there laughing at you. I just laughed though. You just tweet at him with so much venom. It's embarrassing. Like, oh my God. But it's just funny watching him play with you guys. It's just like, oh my God. But he's, he's, you know, you can say whatever you want about him. Dude knows how to market. He's a smart guy. Knows how to market himself. He's He's got you rubes all worked up. I can tell you that. No, it's pretty funny. But anyway, old biz. But, let's get into the the, the the main topic here. The Edmonton Adventure. Oh, what what a weekend. Um, you know what, I honestly got to say, it, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know... Um, yeah, off the top. Um, well, I'll get into thank you. here. I'll, I'll I'll timeline it here, um, and I'll, I'll thank the people as they come up. But uh, um, it well, I mean, obviously, I've known about this event for a while, and um, you know, talked to a few people, went back and forth about going to it. It was never that I didn't want to go to it. Um, oh, for the, well, first of all, for those listening, I'm in Saskatoon, so it's five and a half hours away from Edmonton. Um, but, um, so it's not end of the earth drive, but again, you got to put in a little gas, but, uh, you know, but, uh, no, it's just right now work is really starting to pick up and it's a long weekend and it's starting to get really busy. Um, so I basically like, I had a bunch of people, are you coming? Or are you coming? And I'm like, well, I just got to check with work and stuff and see who could fill in for me. And like, we're short staffed and everything else. Um, So that took a little while to straighten all out, but obviously it, we worked it out where someone could fill in. They filled in the Sunday and Monday for me. Um, but, uh, of course the event was Saturday, Saturday night. Um, it would have been really nice to go up on Friday. Um, but of course my wife obviously had to teach and everything and, uh, and it sort of kind of towards getting towards obviously the end of the school year and a bunch of shit's got to happen. So you really don't want to be missing a lot as a teacher. You don't want to be listening uh, missing a lot of, well, I'm sure that the teachers wouldn't mind missing the track and field day and, and that kind of goofy shit. But no, in terms of like just wrapping units up and everything else, it's kind of an important time. So, you know, um, my wife didn't really want to obviously like miss days and stuff to go to Edmonton for whatever. So, um, uh, and like I said, I'm busy as well. So, we decided to head up uh, Saturday morning. Um, and I actually went in Saturday morning at 5 a.m. to work. Um, cleaned up some loose ends there. I was there for about four hours. Um, no. So how did I get home at 8.30? No, I guess it was 4.30 I went in. Yeah, because I'm thinking I got home at 8.30, but I know I it was four hours. Yeah, so it was about four thirty, five 5 o'clock I was in. I got home at about 8.30, quarter to 9. Um, got my shit done, but it was an early morning, I can tell you. And, um, but packed up and, uh, you know, I, I, I told, I told the wife, okay, we got to get out of town by nine o'clock. I really want to get out by nine. Um, cause I want to stop in Lloyd Minster on the way to stop to stop Kent Fountain Tire, Kent down a I had some stuff I wanted to drop off for Kent. Um, so I wanted to have a little time for that and, uh, what have you. And every time we're going on a trip, I'll tell you this guys. Now, every time we're going on a trip. It's always the game plan. Oh, we're going to get out the door super early. Oh, yeah, here we go, right? And, you know, wife snoring until, like, 10, 30, 11. We don't leave town till noon and shit, right? And it's like, oh, every time. So I was totally expecting that. Well, I'm like, we can't leave at noon this time. Like, I, I have to get there. You know, I want to get there at, like, you know, 2 o'clock, 2.30. You know, around 3 o'clock, check in. But I want to, you know, have time before the event starts at 7. But I want to have time. Blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, we got away early. Drive went really well. Weather was good. Get to Lloyd Minster. uh, Fountain Tire, uh, for all your tire needs. If you're in Lloyd Minster, go to Fountain Tire. Kent Staniforth, of course, friend of the show. Um, Kent's a great guy. He's been on my show. If anybody's wondering, Kent Staniforth. Back early 90s went Moose Jaw Warriors. Two years. Big, tough heavyweight for the Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, Kent was a tough dude back in the day, Uh, way back when. He was one of my very first guests, uh, or a very early guest on my show a couple years back, and he did a great interview. So definitely go back and check out that interview. He told some great old Western Hockey League stories. Toporowski, Rhett Trombley, Mark Rader. Playing for Mike Babcock. Actually, Mike Babcock, that was his first year coaching was... With Mooshjaw and Kent. That's an interesting story. You should definitely listen to that. Kent Staniforth, but a great dude. Um, I I always say I love Kent's office when you go in. He's got the jerseys. It's like autographed like McSorley, Semenko, Dennis Bonvie up on the wall. Over in the corner, he's got the Adirondack chair of the Spit and Chiglets. No big deal. Chair in his office. It's pretty sweet. Uh, and, uh, like I said, and Kent has been unbelievable to me, uh, you know, and he is autographed bondby jerseys, and uh, I mean he's above and beyond how nice the dude is and uh he's been like I said, he's been great to me, and um I just had a couple little small tokens of thing of appreciation that I wanted to give him and um I dropped him off we had a we had a little chat there I got to meet his wife that was very nice to uh to meet her. Uh, Lori, it was very nice. Um she she happened to be at Fountain Tire just kinda she was like kinda leaving and I was showing up so talked to her briefly about their we we had the we shared the Las Vegas trip in common, so we, we kind of uh we had a mutual bitch session about losing money in Las Vegas this year. Um but very nice. And, uh, once again, it was great to see Kent. And then as I'm leaving, guess what he hands me? Oh, he, d- during, uh, you know, we had, we had some time during COVID there. Um, oh, he, he decided to make rum. Uh, he, he, got, he's gotten into the booze game apparently. And here I got, uh, Stanny's violent gentleman rum. He called it. What did he call it? Uh, uh, punch up. Where's my bottle here? Oh, it's already, I already put it in the fridge, but yes. Yeah, so, so I have a bottle of rum from Kent Staniforth. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped with that. I'm going to, uh, when my brother comes out to see the house here, I'm uh, out in the deck. We'll uh, we'll have to crack, we'll have to crack some Staniforth rum with, uh, it would throw some Coke in there and we'll be good to go. So thank you very much to Kent Staniforth once again. Great guy. I hope to get him back on the show. Um, there's a, I, I want to do a WHL, maybe a season ticket with him with the WHL season. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, great dude. Once again, if you're ever in the Lloyd Minster area, the border city folks, and you need tires. Seriously, go check. Go to Fountain Tire. Tell, tell, Stanny. Tell him uh, Fourth Line Voice sent you. I don't know if that'll get you. Like I said, that might get you tossed out the back door. I'm not quite sure, but uh, Fountain Tire, Lloyd Minster. But uh, you know, so we're on the march. We're making good time. That was about noon. We were there, and uh, at that point, it's about two hours left to Edmonton. And uh, yeah, we no problems. We rolled into the city of champions there, Edmonton, Alberta, it's, and. Uh, Made our way to the, uh, it's quite a drive, actually, when you come in from Saskatoon. You gotta go all the way the Anthony Hendai there, that, you know, that drive, uh, to the River Creek Casino, Hotel and Casino, because we were, because that's where the event was, and we were also staying there. Um, yeah, rolled on in, and, uh, you know, as we're, as we're checking in, who do I, the first person I run into, AJ Galante. There we go. And, uh, it was funny, uh, leading up to that, um, it was the day before, him and I had been, uh, D, uh, on Twitter, uh, DMing each other. And I had mentioned, uh, and he was very nice in the DM. He had thanked me for, uh, you know, some of the, for the, some of my promotion of the, sh- of Ice Wars and on face and having the guys on the show and, and all that stuff. And he asked me if, you know, if, oh, let me know. I'll, I'll send you the, uh, you know, the pay-per-view code or whatever. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm coming to it. Oh, he's like, no way. And he's like, well, let me know and I'll get you tickets. I'm like, I already got tickets. Uh, and, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, okay, so, you know, great, whatever. And, uh, uh, so when I saw him in the lobby, you know, introduced myself and told, oh, I'm fourth line boys. Oh, hey, man. And, you know, and, uh, talked to him for a few minutes. And, uh, yeah, re- really nice guy, really engaging. And, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, um, You could just tell he was, I mean, obviously, you know, he he had so much going on that day, obviously, and running around talking to this person and that person and making sure this is set up and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you know, when you're the, the, well, when it's your show, right. I mean, you know, everyone's pulling him in a thousand different directions. So I certainly didn't, uh, didn't expect him to stand there and have a, you know, 45 minute conversation with, with, with me or anything, but no, uh, like I said, talk to my wife and I for a few minutes and, uh, no really good dude and uh you know it, it was so uh that was cool so yeah we went up to the room and checked in and uh nice place and uh you know pretty hot pretty high end i mean it was you know it's a really nice hotel and casino and uh you know i know the expensive room a few bucks but it was like hey it was worth it to be right there at the event and because that was the thing, I wasn't quite sure, you know, at the end of, like, uh, at the end of the night, when the event was done, I mean, I kind of expected to have a few beers with the boys and stuff, and didn't know how many I was going to have, or what was going to happen, so, uh, uh, we kind of, I just wanted to stay, we wanted to, I wanted to stay at the venue, so, um, we see not have to drive and all that stuff, and worry about rides and blah, 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 so, um, you know, my wife certainly went, she wasn't coming to the event. So, uh, you know, she's just like, I, I I gotta go do some shopping and, you know, go play in the casino and I'll meet you back in the room later tonight or whatever, <laughs> you know, you're on your own. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, we headed down to the casino. Actually, and then, um, Chris Graff, again, another, another friend of the show. Of course, he's been on the show again, legendary WHL tough guy. Um, him and his wife, Sal, they, they met us, uh, uh, in the, in the hotel, in the bar, uh, for drinks. And and the four of us sat down and, uh, we were there for about an hour and a half, just having a few drinks and talking, having a good time. It was great to see them again. And, um, and who, who shows up? Cade McNeely and his, and his girlfriend. So it, w- it was nice to, to finally meet him. And pr- I've talked to him privately, of course, but it was nice to meet him in person. And they sat down and and, uh, like I said, we all sat there for about an hour, hour and a half, and bullshitted. And Cade and I were, you know, uh, you know, just talking fights and stuff. And, you know, like I said, nice kid, uh, big kid, man. Um, you know, uh, like tall, lanky. Yeah. And I know he was, uh, he was, he was coming to the event, obviously. And, and, uh, you know, there was some talk that he was going to go in it. I know he wanted to be in it, but I think the agent kind of said, no, don't do it, you know, or whatever. But, uh, you know, but I know he had, he had made, uh, inquiries about going in it, but, um, but he, of course he was in town. He wanted to check it out and I was really hoping Sean Legault would be there, but, uh, apparently he, he kind of went, he went out of town at the, at the last minute, but, uh, yeah, so that was unfortunate because I was, I was kind of really hoping to get to meet him because him and Chris Graf are friends and whatever, and they were, they were supposed to come to the event, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, but after that, uh, I, you know, ran into Curtis Swanson. He was heading up to the room, up to his room and, uh, uh, you know, kind of getting mentally in that headspace to get ready to go. And uh, so I talked to him briefly. And, and Bo Cornell, I ran into him and Swanee in the, by the elevators there. So we were talking to them for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, after that, it was, you know, it was about five thirty, six o'clock, and, the, you know, an hour or so before the event. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, see what's going on, and like I said, uh, I don't know, I Graver her, the boys are supposed to come with me, but they kind of pulled the chute, so I was sort of, I was left on a solo mission, so it was like, well, whatever, I'll, I'll go in here and see what's going on, so uh, yeah, walked in, and uh, yeah, was, like I said, started bumping into people, Dean Mayrad, stuff like introduced myself to Dean, like I said, I've, obviously I've I'd had Dean on my show a bunch of times, Talk to him through Messenger, blah, blah, blah. But I've never met him face to face before. So finally got to do that. So talked to him for a while. Um, you know, said hello to Brad Wingfeld. Um, yeah, talked to a few guys. And, um, yeah, and then after that, it was like, it was event time. And it was, uh, and I, you know, and I, I was lucky enough. Thank you to Curtis Swanson for, uh, for getting me tickets. And, uh, yeah, so I had the, I had the the front row, uh, you know, ringside, uh, tickets. And, uh, I I was sitting in the Amesbury section. Uh, yeah. Old, uh, Daniel Amesbury and his entourage. Uh, they, they came, they were all wearing Amesbury shirts and, uh, geez, I don't know. I think there was about a dozen of them or so. And, uh, they were, they were all drinking it up and having a good time and uh, hooting and hollering. And, uh, yeah, they were, they were ready for the event. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of surreal to go in there and, uh, you know, um, you know, you see the octagon set up in the middle, and uh, you know it was, it was pretty wild. You see all the the. I haven't had a chance to uh, to watch the event on on the pay per view feed yet, so I, I'd like to see how it played out on TV, uh, how it looked. Um, like I said, it was pretty. It's kind of it's just it was kind of a blur to be there live. To be completely honest, um, I know the crowd. The crowd wasn't very big. I, I'm sure. I don't know how many people they were. To, they I don't know three or four hundred, maybe maybe three hundred. Um, but um, but the building wasn't like it wasn't like oh they were in some massive ten thousand seat arena or anything like that. Normally it's just um, like it's a smaller venue for for concerts and that type of thing so i don't know what it normally holds but um i mean obviously with the ring in the middle and it was a whole different setup usually because you know the stage is at the one end you know, normally and then you got you know seats all the way to the back right well this when it's in the middle and everything's sort of around it and it's in a in an octagon Well, you kind of set the seats up accordingly and then of course you had all the can't add the cameras for the pay-per-view and all that stuff um you know, in the announcer's desk, blah, blah, blah. I mean, so, yeah, so it's a whole different normal setup than normal, but, um, yeah, so I'm not quite sure what, uh, like how many seats were available. I didn't ask, but, uh, there was some empty ones for sure. Um, but, like, the first bunch of rows all over were full up, and, uh, and, uh, but the crowd was hot. Like, they were loud, they were loud, and it was lively, and, uh, it was a scene, man. And, uh, yeah, people were amped up for it, and, uh, yeah, I sat beside a few, a few, few characters, and, uh, like I said, I was sort of, I was sort of writing the Amesbury Entourage, so, um, you know, those guys were kind of funny to listen to all night, right, and yelling and screaming, um, but yeah, for, for that, that first fight with Justice smoke, and, uh, they started off strong, and, uh, and, and the young guy, he, he won her, and, uh, yeah, actually, he ended up. Him and he was sitting with his friends. They were a row across from me later on in the event, and uh, you know, I I congratulated them and kind of gave him a business card and said I'd I'd like to get you in the show if you're listening than Justice. We'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll send you a message here shortly, and uh, I'll, I'll have you on because I want to hear what your your take on the event was. And uh, but yeah, he won his bout, and, um, and then after that, yeah, it was uh, you know got got going. It, it was it was it was funny. Everything was just sort of. Uh, Sort of in a blur because at the same time I'm as I'm sitting there I'm getting a ton of text messages from Alec and Jay and Searson and you know and 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 Napes and on uh, all the my brother and uh, you know from everybody my phone's just blown up as the event's going on Dr. Chris and I mean you guys are all watching it right and so we're kind of going back <coughs> back and forth about what's going on and and at the same time I'm like well. I would, uh, I'd film every once in a while. And I will tell you now, if anybody's on Facebook and you're watching, I I would upload them to Facebook as I was sitting there. So it was all live while the event was going on. Um, <laughs> I had some people complain about my camera work. Believe me. Uh, yeah, uh, that was, that was, I li- was, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that, was, that as far as I know, that is literally the first time I've ever shot video on my phone. I, I don't, ever I don't make TikTok videos like I don't do that shit on my phone I don't take selfies and all that shit so uh yeah uh, my I could tell you my camera game (laughs) my filming game was not strong I will say that and uh but at the same time I'm trying to be like aware of the people behind me like I didn't want to just be standing up and blocking everybody's view and everything else so I was kind of being like trying to hold my camera above other people and stuff like that and whatever and uh, because it was like the, the entourage, had sort of moved in front of me. And I was sort of in the first, second row, middle kind of, you know, it, it was weird how once it was, once the event got going and there was like empty, like there was some pretty good empty seats, people were like moving around. Right. It almost became like festival seating. Like no one was like sitting where they were assigned. Right. So I was sort of, up and kind of moving around a little bit and when i came back kind of the front row was sort of taken over so i was sort of sitting first row second rowish in there right at the end and so basically i would stand up in the aisle way and film and uh and like i said i didn't want to block people's views and stuff like that so but my my filming was not very strong but and i wasn't going to film the whole event or the whole fight that's it was on pay per view if you want that was my and I said this on Facebook. If you want to see the fight cuz I had a bunch of people, why are you cutting the fight off and cuz I'd show like the first bunch of punches and then I would cut the video off. Um I was like if you want to go seriously go spend the $20 on Fight TV and buy the pay-per-view. Stop being cheap. I'm not going to upload the entire fight so you could sit there for free and watch it. Like buck up, pay the pay the $20, support the event. I'll give you a teaser of what's going on. And I sort of like would film the crowd and the ring girl, you know, whatever. And, and just sort of, so people were getting the vibe. Because getting the vibe of it and what was happening. And that was what I was doing with my filming. Yeah, I filmed some of the fights and stuff. But I would film, like I said, 10, 15, 20 seconds of the fight. Um, I think in the final, I filmed the the first round. and uh, But I didn't put it up until yesterday. Um yeah, like I said, buy the event. That was what I was telling people. It's $20, support the event. I'm not giving it to you for free. I'm not going to do it for free. And I wouldn't do that to AJ, and I wouldn't do that to the event. That's, that's, to me, that's greasy, and I wasn't going to do that. I'll give you a taste of what's going on and whatever, but buy the event. So, for those that were bitching at me about not putting up the whole fights, that's why I didn't do it. Um, but, yeah, but like I said, the whole event went... Uh, it was fun. It was fun to be a part of. Um, I, I. It would have been fun to go with a whole bunch of guys. Like, I wish Alec and Jay and all them could have made the trip. And it would have been fun to go three, four, five deep to that. It would have been pretty cool, um, you know, to sit there and take it in with other fight fans. Um, nonetheless, I was, you know, it was too bad my, my date ditched me. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I was hoping to go with a couple dudes. But, uh, uh, you know. That didn't work out, but, uh, but I still had fun. Like I said, mingled, uh, talked to people. Um, it was really cool to meet, um, just fellow, fellow fans. Um, and I, and I was, it was really flattering. I met a couple of them and, you know, we got to talking and, and they, and they told me they heard that they listened to my show and, and that was, that was cool to hear. And, uh, and I appreciate those, appreciate you guys coming up and saying that. And, uh, that was fun. And, uh, yeah, like I said, the event went really great. Daniel Henry was claimed uh, you know, he, he beat Justin Sawyer in the final and uh they put on a great show and um everybody did. And like I said, and I I I said I said the same thing on Facebook. Um hey, hats off to all the guys that competed. Um you put it out there. Um you should be proud of it. Uh it takes balls, man. Guts those guys, and they went and did it, and uh, not just the guys that were in the tournament, but the, the preliminary round fights, or whatever you want to call them, the, the one-off fights. Um, Paddy Wack, Jawbreaker, Bo Cornell, those guys. Um, yeah, you guys did great, and uh, like I said, nothing but respect for everybody involved. Um, it, it, it was cool, man. It was an event, and, um, and then afterwards, um, you know... Uh, you know, a bunch of the guys went to the, went to the, the, the hotel bar, uh, the casino bar. So I sat there with Dean Mayrad and Curtis Swanson and drank some beers and, uh, just bullshitted about the event. And, uh, and it was, and it was cool. And, um, uh, that's where I also met, uh, well, I met AJ again. He came by and actually saw me and came over and shook my hand and asked me what I thought of the event. And, you know, we talked about a few things and, uh, you know he, he was jazzed up for it, and I think uh, I mean as the organizer, you, you know I'm there I'm you know and it's the first one, so there's there, you know I'm sure there was some kinks and some issues that there always will be with these events, and and being the first one, you're gonna have a few speed bumps, but uh, I think overall from what I could see, um, I don't know it went it went fine. Um, of course, at the end of the event, well. And that was the thing. There all the, Obviously, the fights were all judged. And the judges were John Morasti, Brad Wingfeld, and Dean Mayrat. And, um, and then when the event was done, after the when they were, uh, you know, uh, they named Amesbury the, the champ. They're putting the crown on him and everything else. Well, just like a good old UFC, right? You gotta, you got the storyline. Uh, John Morasti, of course, came out and, uh, congratulated Amesbury, but then also challenged him at the next Ice Wars. Ice Wars 2. Uh, of course, Marasti said he's going to come for the crown. So um, that that was pretty cool, a little bit of business. But uh, that would be interesting. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, unfortunately, that night I wasn't able to actually talk to John. I, I ran into John at, uh, at checkout the next day. And we kind of we uh, stood off in the lobby for about uh, 15 minutes and had a chat. And uh, it was good to catch up with him. Um, I told him again, we'll have to get him back on the show to talk about Shorzy. Of course, uh, I hear it's the number one show in Canada right now is doing really well on, on grave TV. Definitely Shorzy is he's, he's him and, uh, Terry Ryan, Brandon Nolan, and those guys are on the, uh, this, it's a spinoff of letter the TV show. And uh, I congratulated him on that. And, uh, and, and that was really cool to see him on the, on the screen. Big, he's a big TV star now, but, uh, no, we just talked about the event and, uh, and 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 all that and it, it was fun to catch up with John uh, but uh yeah it, it was it was just really fun and i you know i i want to thank uh you know AJ and uh uh met Lindsay Baldwin she was uh, one of the the reps for the show she's very nice um she's very complimentary of uh of, of what i was doing with the show and the, she thanked me for doing uh you know some Publicity for the show and 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 getting the word out there on the event and all that and so that was you know very nice of her. Um, you know, like I said, all the guys and that's the one thing, guys. I'll I'll tell you this. Um, it was fun to be there and hang out with like Swan. I was there to support Swanson, right? He's my friend, and you know that's what I was going for. You know, I was get hashtag Team Swanson, and and he he did great. Swan, he did great. Um, you know, I had the had the battle with La France. That La France dude's just Jack man. Man, is that guy big? Um, they had a great fight uh, in the first round, and I think Swanee had a great fight with Justin Sawyer in the second round. And I know the judges were—I talked to them after, and they were sweating that decision. That—that that was a tough one, the decision between Sw- Swanee and Sawyer. I, like I said maybe the homer in me—I uh, kind of—I kind of thought they should have given it to Swanson, but uh, but uh, Sawyer did a great job as well. I'm not knocking Justin at all. And, uh, you know, cause I, you know, like I said, though, I, I wanted to see old the cowboy in the final, but, uh, he did great, looked great. Uh, he was in there swinging. And like I said, that's, you know, that was a 10 year layoff for him. You know, it's been a long time, uh since he played, but, uh, yeah, he's been boxing for a year. No, he did great. And, uh, all the guys did good. And, um. So yeah, so it was fun to, like I said, to, to meet all those guys, and, and that's the one thing, I will say, I have the podcast, and I yell and rant and rave on here and everything else, but um at the end of the day, in person, I'm a, I'm a quiet person, I'm a laid back, I'm not a center of attention guy, I'm not a loud mouth, and everybody noticed me or anything like that, so... Um, you know, I'd respectfully go up to the guys and introduce myself and, and that type of thing. But other than that, I kind of hung back. Like there's a few guys I didn't, like I, I looked over and like I saw Tippin and those guys, but they're, they were always engaged, talking with people and stuff. And I wasn't going to go over there and bother them. And like I said, that's, I'm, I'm outside of their world. Right. So I, I wasn't going to bother the guys and, and, uh, you know, when they're, you know, when they're engaged with people and stuff. So um you know if they had a free moment and i saw him kind of stand off to the side i'd go over and introduce myself but other than that i wasn't going to you know barge in and i i'm not that guy so i wasn't going to be uh the whole bar wasn't going to notice me and i wasn't going to walk around a fourth line voice gear and you know whatever look at me and all this stuff that's not my style i'm not i'm not that guy and uh but i was happy to you know the conversations i had and the people i met and uh and and i want to thank thank those people that you know that I talked to and uh and that had kind words to say about the show um that was really cool that you know when you meet people and you start talking to them they're like oh yeah you're the fourth line voice guy and oh I listened to this episode or that that was that was really cool and very humbling and uh you know thank you for listening and um yeah and it was just it was just a really fun um it was just a really fun night um You know, um, it is what it is, and, uh, you know, it's, it's different, um, I, I hope AJ did well with it, I, I, you know, it'd be interesting to know what the pay-per-view buys were, hopefully it did well, um, again, it's the first one, there's some hiccups, of course, like I said, I haven't seen the, the broadcast version, so I, I'm not sure how it turned out on pay-per-view, but, uh. You know, I don't know, it was fun. And like I said, it was it was cool to meet a lot of the guys and, and talk to people and uh just sort of network and handed out my business card to a few folks and talked and invited them on the show and hopefully we can get a I can get a few guys and and um and like I said and met a few people that listened to the show and hopefully some new listeners uh you know after talking to people uh talk there. So but no, it was just a real fun event to go to and um you know, um, you know, hopefully uh, my promotion of it, uh, before the, before it happened leading up to it, a few weeks leading up to it, you know, and online and, uh, I, I hope it, it led to a few buys and, uh, you know, um, because then it worked and, uh, yeah, like I said, I went there as a fan and it wasn't, uh, I didn't, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't ask for anything for free. I, I did it as, as a fan and I did the promotion for the for the event as a fan. And that's why I did it. It wasn't to, to get benefit me somehow or to get something out of it or, you know, or anything like that. It was, uh, you know, I'm a fan just like everybody else that bought the event and tuned in or showed up and bought a ticket. Um, I wanted to be there in person. I was able to go and, uh, yeah, support the event. And I believed in the event. And, yeah. Uh, and I wanted to, and I will promote, and if they have another one, I will do the same thing and, and, and try to get the fighters on and talk to them and preview it and, uh, and promote it as best I can, because I am a fan of it. I am a hockey fight fan. And, uh, yeah. And, and that, and that's, that's why I did it on my show. And that's why I talked about it for nothing, for, for no other reason. Uh, that, that, other than being a fan. And I was saying that to AJ and to, and to Lindsay. And, uh, that's why I did it. it. was not, well, I didn't get anything out of this and that wasn't why I was doing it. Um, it was just, um, you know, and I wasn't ho- hooking my attaching my wagon to, Oh, cause it was the flavor of the week. And, you know, and I'm, I'm doing this to get, you know, more likes or, you know, some social media, whatever. Um, you know, cause I think some people, just attach themselves to it. They don't, it's not that they're fans of it or believe in it or, or care about it. It's just, what can this do for me? You know, and um, whatever. I saw some of that and, you know, I'm not whatever. I'm. Not, it's not what this is about. I'm not calling people out on it or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of could figure out, you know, who's, who's legit and who's pretending about it. And, you know, whatever. Kate and I had a laugh about it anyway, but uh, you know, uh, you could tell and uh, and that's fine whatever I just you know um like I said i I did it from the heart and all my promotion of it was for the guys and to have them on and talk about it and hear their stories and how they're preparing and like I said it was none of it was for for anything other than being a fan and um, and I want to thank everybody that like listened to the or followed my feed on facebook and was and we're, and we sending me messages and, and all that and, uh, and kind of blowing it up around social media. Um, you know, I was trying to keep you guys informed. And, and like I said with the videos, it was to give you guys a feel of what was it like there. And, cause I always get that. What's the environment? What's it like? What's the environment like and everything? And that's what I was trying to capture with the videos and stuff. And, uh, you know, I hope I did that anyway and a little bit of a taste of it. Um, yeah, I tell you, the crowd was getting rowdy you know cuz the beers were like because there's a bar in there and stuff and the beers were flying and um yeah there was a couple uh when their judges were making decisions it was funny i was sitting beside a couple of ladies there they she the one leaned over to me and she's like yeah if they don't i like to say but they they don't pick him there's going to be a goddamn riot in here and i was like yeah i know you know <laughs> get ready to duck, by they the right they, they they picked the right guy according to the crowd anyway but uh, I can tell you, Daniel Ainsbury and Swanee were were definitely the crowd favorites. Um, it was funny, the one guy was in front of me, you know, he had, he wasn't feeling any pain. Uh, I think he might have been the drunkest guy in Western Canada. But uh, he kept turning around to me, and he's like, you know what, this cowboy guy's legit. I'm like, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he's got about 200 fights in the LNAH. Um, like, but like they didn't know who Swanson. Like, I'm not not I'm not knocking Curtis Swanson or anything like that, of course. But yeah, he was just a young guy, and I mean, obviously he didn't want you know he's not familiar with 2005, 2006 Laval Chiefs, right? But he's just like because they're acting like Swanson just came out of the parking lot and started fighting guys. It's like you know he fought like all the ju- you know all the judges that you were saying that you were just yelling legendary about like 10 minutes ago. Well, he fought all those guys, so um, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of done this before yeah, he's not just some guy out of the you know They didn't just go get the forklift operator from the Costco across the street <laughs> But uh, they were all they quickly all became cowboy fans as the event went on So, uh, no, that was cool to see and uh, I was there. I have my knuckle busters hat on I was supporting team Swanson wholeheartedly and um, And like I said, I went as a fan. I did this. I've always done this show as a fan and I promoted it as a fan. And, um, yeah, and again, AJ, Lindsey, thank you very much um, for, well, and thank you for AJ for putting it on, man. Like I said, for 2022 to pull it off, like I know when he first started talking about it, I was kind of like, yeah, all right, sure, this will happen. Yeah. And there I was a few months later, I'm actually sitting, you know, ringside at the actual event. So, um yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I never thought it would happen, folks. I can tell you that, to be completely honest, I never thought this event. I never thought I'd see a hockey because I can remember the first one in Prince George, and I never thought it would happen again. And then it happened in Finland, you know, six years after that. And then I thought for sure, in today's hockey climate, with the way fighting's viewed, there's no way there'll be a fight turn. Sure enough, here we are, and there I was at it. So, um, no, I, I hope it continues. I, I, I really do. And I hope there's a second one and I hope, uh, you know, I, of course, I'd love it for it to be in Edmonton again, so I could go to it again, but I, I really hope it's, you know, down in this maybe in Philly or New Jersey or something where, you know, the, you know, uh, you know, a, a bigger market and, you know, a, and the fans down there can experience it like I did here. And, um, yeah, I think that would be really cool. And I hope it continues. And, uh, I really hope you guys listening. And the regular listeners out there, I hope you bought the pay per view and supported it. And, um, yeah, it was cool, man. <clears throat> yeah, so like I said, the next day, we were, we, uh, because I tell you, because I can tell you that, that hotel was a little pricey. So, uh, yeah, on, on my, uh, you know, truck, garbage truck driving ass, it was, uh, you know, We, we, we quickly checked out and hit the, hit the Radisson for half the price, uh, down the street, uh, for, for Sunday. But, um, yeah. So like I said, ran into John when we were checking out Morasty there and talked to him for a while and then had a really great steak and eggs, uh, in the casino, in the restaurant there. It was tremendous. And, uh, yeah, off we went, did some shopping and everything else. And, um, of course, the well. Of course, Edmonton is just going crazy because, of course, Battle of Alberta, right? Uh, playoff fever is uh, hit Edmonton everywhere you went. Oilers, everything, and uh, of course, and then obviously they're playing the Flames, which amps it up even more. So the city was rocking. Oh, it was busy. Cars everywhere, people everywhere. And of course, we went to yeah, you got to go to West Edmonton Mall, eh, you know, whatever. But it was super busy, and uh, um. But then the really cool thing, we, uh, later that night hit the casino downtown, uh, I believe it's called Pure. Is that the name of the casino? Downtown Edmonton one in Strathcona? Pure, I believe it's called. Um, anyway, we're, wife's there kind of playing, you know, not doing too well, whatever. I'm sort of wandering around and, uh, over in the corner, I spy the Western Canadian folks will know what I'm talking about. Way over on the back wall. You remember the old VLT. Ma- I mean they still have VLT machines in all the bars and stuff. But remember the real old ones. And remember the game Bonus Five Line. All my American listeners have no idea what I'm talking about. But in Western Canada the VLT machines that they have in the bars and stuff. They've ch- they have changed over time. A few different versions here and there. But the original VLT machines had like this game called. They had, a, they had like eight games on them. But one of them was called Bonus Five Line. And I love that game. What do I see in the back wall of this dingy old casino is these original machines. I'm like, oh my God, I got to go play this. So I went down, sat down. Folks, I'm telling you, the old classics always come through. $750 win later in about five minutes. Boom. Paid for the trip. So there we go. I paid for the hotel, paid for the gas, and all thanks to the old bonus five. I put 20 bucks in. Bang. Hit it. And, uh, and it it spit out a couple tickets, hit a few, hit a few wins. Yeah. I got bells on my five line. People that know the game will know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah. So that was really fun. So that was a hell of a way to end the trip, uh, to basically pay for the trip, which was a lot of fun. So that was really cool. So I got to see the Ice Wars, got to meet a bunch of really cool people, taking a really unique event and, uh, and it was all paid for with casino winnings. So that was, that was a lot of fun. So... That was, uh, you know, and of course Monday, as we were heading out of town, had to do it, boys. I know the IKEA, my wife loves IKEA, so it actually wasn't too bad. We were we actually weren't in there for very long, but she got the desk she wanted for the spare room and uh, a few buckets, for a few of these plastic bucket deals for for a classroom, and we were on the road, and we uh, got back here into town at about seven o'clock last night. So um, it was a it was a great. Uh, Instead of a whirlwind, three days, and uh, like I said, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and um, I, I was really glad I went. And um, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect from the event. To be completely honest, I didn't expect much from the event. I, I thought it what I did not that I didn't think it was going to be any good, but I was just kind of you know you you just don't know right because it's such a unique thing. Like what do you compare it to? You know, like really. So, uh, but uh, to be there live was something. And, um, yeah, and, um, yeah, some of the things I want to, you know, I know I've been going on here for about an hour and, uh, you know, I'll, I won't go too much longer, but, um, I know with, with anything, there's gotta be people that hate on it and shit talk it and whatever. And that's fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly the event isn't for everyone and I get it. Um, but most of the time i I kind of expect that hate from like millennial fans or like, you know, nerdy hockey fans or out, you know, people that, you know, whatever outsiders or whatever that look at it like, Oh yeah, you know, I expect it from them. But when it's fight fans saying it in fight groups and stuff, it's sort of disheartening because I don't, I don't know. It's just like, like I said, like, we all grew up with the fights and the Proberts and the Brubys and the or the Jonathans and the O'Reillys and all that. Yeah, and we're all big, you know, we're all fight fans and we appreciate the old school hockey and all that. This event isn't that. And I see these guys trying to, like, compare the two and they're, oh, that that's so disrespectful to the enforcers of days gone by. It's like, what are you talking about? This is, one is not the same as the other. Like this has not, Like you guys are sitting there talking like this is. You know you're comparing you're comparing Ice Wars to like the seventy two Summit Series or something. Like what are you talking about? Like the one guy goes, "Well, I like when fights mean something, and they have a purpose." Well, yeah, no, these fights had a purpose, motherfucker. It Was to win fifteen grand. That was the purpose. I don't know what you're talking about. Like what do you know? And it's like, like, do you think like with the the bar stool, the rough and rowdy pay per views, and like the old the old time tough man contests that have been going on since the carnival days of the of the of way back when? Like, do you think uh, you know? Do you watch a tough? Do you watch the rough and rowdy bar stool pay per view, and then say, oh, that's a disgrace, and to Muhammad Ali and Joe Fraser and Mike Tyson and. Floyd Mayweather and all the great pugilists before that. What do you... know? No one does that. No one's comparing Tough Man contests to, you know, friggin' uh, Arturo Gotti and Mickey Ward or anything. You, you know, like... So why are you comparing Ice Wars to, like, Jonathan and Bouchard and, you know, all these legend Probert and Crowder and all these legendary fights. Like... I, like it, it has nothing to do with each other. It, it, it's just the it's just a unique event that's uh, that happens. To be on ice and it's about fight. You know, and like I said, if it's not your deal, that's that's fine. But I don't know why, as fight fans, you have to shit on it and whatever, and act like it's some big disrespectful to the to the to the honorable warriors that came that have battled on the ice. It's whatever horse shit that you. Fantasy land bullshit that you that you conjure up in these fight groups, you know. And I know you're listed. You know who I'm talking about Jill. Like, it's just like, dude, I what are you talking about? Like, like I, you know. And then there, like I said, there's a few people that made some snide comments about it and stuff. And I don't know because you didn't get anything free out of the event. Is that why you were mad about it? Like, I don't know. It was just like. I get, Like, it's like anything, I guess, there's haters for no reason, like, I don't know, like I said, if you don't like the event or you you, you think it's the hillbilly or carny or, it, yeah, is it carny? Yeah. It, I, I said it was like MMA plus hockey plus like monster trucks equals demolition derby, like, it was like hillbilly games, you know, whatever. I don't think, did anybody compare, was anybody comparing it to the, to hockey? Like, no. So, I, I don't know what you're getting your, you know, hair up for. Like, it has nothing to do with disrespecting the enforcers of the past. Like, okay. I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know where people were making that comparison. It just seemed, you know, whatever. But I guess they have to, felt like they had to shit on something about it, I guess. You know, like we get it, you didn't order the pay-per-view, okay. Then don't, no one's forcing you to, like as I was posting on Facebook, there's guys like shit-talking it. Well, no one's forcing you to like watch my videos or read the feed. Like, you can leave. Like, I don't know why you, like everyone else in this thing's having a good time talking about it. I don't know why you need to feel the need to come in and shit all over it. But, you know, whatever. I guess some people need to. Okay, but you know, but no, comparing that to to hockey or to you know, like I said, to Twist and Ray or something or you know, whatever, let you know Ben Wilson and Gillies or whatever big ma- historic fight that you have in your mind, you know, like no one said you know th- you know the welder fighting the the forklift operator is the same as Bouchard Jonathan. Like, no one's ever said that. So, I don't know why you're trying to compare the two. But, anyway. So, it was too bad. to And, like to, like I said, I expected to hear that from, like, the writers of the Hockey News and, and, you know, and people, like, some bloggers whining online about it. But, when you're in a hockey fight group, like, you're in the Enforcer Appreciation Group and supposed fight fans are shitting all over it, that's a little disheartening. Not surprised, but a little disheartening. Like I said, you know, it. it I'm, I've come to the conclusion these days. Like I've always said, no. Apparently, no one hates fighting more than fight fans. Apparently, because I don't know, they shit on Reeves, they shit on Lucich, they shit on this Ice Wars. Uh, you don't like anything, so I, I. I don't know what you like, but you can, or else you can just sit there and play your seventies fight tapes and pine for the old days. I mean, you know, hey, I do too. But I mean, I you know, even I can, in my bitter old ways, can can manage to see. Some, some, some light with some guys, some sunshine with a few guys, not many anymore, but the Cade McNeely's and, you know, Daniel Amesbury's and Swanson's of the world. Give me some hope, you know, there's a few, few tough guys left anyway. But anyway, um, yeah, th- that's it. And that's the, that was the event and that was my ice wars, uh, summary and uh like I said I hope the event did well for AJ and those involved and I I really hope to see a second one and I'm interested to see uh you know now now that maybe guys that were thinking about going in this one but kind of were like eh, we'll see hopefully they saw it and make their minds up I I'm not going to throw out any names I talked to people and there was some names bantied about um I'm not going to throw them out here but it'll be interesting who knows I mean, you know, a lot of time until the next one, so if there is a next one. So we'll see what happens. But uh congratulations to Daniel Amesbury uh to be the first ever Ice Wars champion and uh he put on a hell of a show and uh I hope and I talked to him the, uh today privately and uh hopefully get him on the show here in a week or two and uh, let him unwind and stuff first and uh you know, but I'm going to get him not only just talk about the event but of course his career as well and uh, you know, because you don't know, play in the minors for a while and he'll have some stories. And, um, yeah, hopefully to get him on and um, talk to uh, Justice Smoke, like I said, at the event and hoping to get him on here, get his feelings. And, uh, yeah, and uh, maybe, I, uh, well, you know, of course, I'm sure he needs a much-needed break, but uh, I'd like to get AJ on and see just, at, you know, after after the smoke clears and, uh, you know, what his thoughts are going forward. So, you know, there'll be some more ice war, ice wars talk here in the in the near future. But uh, you know, as we said, the 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 hockey fight world rolls on here, and this this show will roll on to hopefully I've I've uh, I can get you a few guests. I, obviously, I didn't have enough time here in the last couple of days to have a guest, but so but the whole plan was to do the review of the show and the ice wars show and that what have you. But uh, no, other than that, um, it's been like I said, it's been an interesting last couple of weeks. It was an interesting day today. I, you know, I I don't know if it's the heat or people are going crazy or, you know, I had a, I, there's a bunch of trolls around. Um, I, I, I don't know who this, again, I don't know who this Howard Kinsel guy is. Uh, the warrior he calls him. I don't know what his deal is. He's talking shit about me. And I, I sent him a, I, dude, I don't know who you are. I've never talked about you. I don't know what, who you are, but apparently he's angry at me about something. And I sent him a message and asked him what his problem was and he mouthed off and I rambled nonsense and gibberish and I have no idea what he's talking about. So, dude, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what your deal is. Whatever. um, You know, like I said, I I, I tried to talk to you like a man and, and you want to be, talk gibberish and childish and in some alter ego. It's like, dude, aren't you like you look like you're about 70 years old and you're trolling social media like it's kind of embarrassing and I'm like I you know you keep saying I'm a nobody you're talking about me I'm not talking about you I don't I don't know who you are so I'm I I don't I don't know who you are I've never talked about I don't know so I don't know why, why you keep you're I'm an idiot and I suck and what my show's brutal and oh okay I whatever I, I don't know who you are man so I don't i don't know what your problem is with me but okay whatever try i try talking to you like a man but you want to hide like a coward so you know whatever I don't know folks it's crazy I don't know it's is it the the weather here and you know and like I said there's been a few podcasts that have taken shots lately and i i never said anything about them I, I don't know what I I got heat with people here apparently. I'm not I never said anything about anybody, but I don't know. I apparently some people just feel the need I, I like if you got a problem come say something. I don't know. I you know, it's just I don't know. It's this this whole some of these guys that have podcasts and stuff and they feel the need to run other shows down um i i don't know why for what reason um now if like hey if that show said something about you or was talking shit or okay i get you know i i get that but just for no reason like i i don't know why shitting on others to to prop yourself up if you think that props your show up it doesn't um i've always said let the quality of the work speak for itself make the you know that's your resume flapping your lips about other shows or shitting on other shows or to me, it just shows insecurity. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't get it. And, uh, you know, and I, and I've seen it and they've shit talk Alex show my show or I, for what reason? Like I, I've never heard Alex, anything bad about another show. I've never called out a show on here or on social media. Like, and believe me, if I have a problem with you, I will come and tell you. I will send you the message and we'll we'll talk privately about whatever the issue happens to be. I'm not you know, I'm not gonna hide behind a keyboard or anything like that, you know, whatever. Like I'm not you know, if you have an issue, say it. Um, you know, so I don't know why why and I've and I've seen it a lot lately, and not just like with, with my show, but I've seen other shows talking shit about things and it's just like why I mean it doesn't make you look any better and I mean like I said have your work speak for yourself speak for itself don't I don't know this isn't wrestling like there's no need to put other people down like I don't know just do your do your own shit like what's the stay in your lane don't worry about what other people are doing like I don't know and like I said, I think the listeners, they, people know enough these days. To, when they listen, I think they know when people are genuine and when people are fake and they're phony. And I think that comes through, and uh, the listeners can decide. And um, and like I said, I, I was humbled that and, and honored that people would listen to my. Anytime anyone listens to my show. And I've, I've never said I'm a big show. I'm not comparing myself to spit and chip. I'm not on that level. I'll never be on that level or bar stool or anything. I know that I'm, I never said I was. I'm, I'm just cruising along doing what I'm doing. I enjoy what I'm doing. I talk to who I want to talk to and I talk about the things I want to talk about. I don't attach myself to anything that's trendy. I do what I want to do and, and, and put out the show that I want to put out. And if people listen, great you know big uh, some some episodes do better than others that's fine i have a core group of of listeners that i i appreciate and i'm thankful that people listen and i'm just humbly going about my thing and this is just a hobby for me and i enjoy talking to you guys like i said i'm a fan i went to this event as a fan i whatever reported on this event as a fan and uh and I, and for those that couldn't make it, I tried to be like their eyes and their, and their ears for them and, and, you know, and, and hopefully I can, I conveyed that for everybody. And, uh, and I talked to the fighters and, uh, and I, like I said, when I talked to AJ and Lindsay and those guys, and, um, I, and I said before, I'm, I'm proud of this show and I'm proud of the product that I put out and I haven't sold out and, you know, I'm not chasing the flavor of the month just to you know, gain more attention and look at me and likes and, you know, clout on social media, as the kids say, I don't care about any of that. I just do this because I'm a fan of it and I respect the guys. And, uh, yeah. And it was, and that's, that's what the show is about. And it's, it's hockey fight. It's by a fight fan for the fight fan. That's, you know, that's what it is. And that's all it's ever going to be. And, uh, like I said, I will proudly, Uh, advertise my show and I had no problem going up and telling people about my show. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm proud of the work that I put out and, uh, and to, to get the feedback from people and to hear that people are enjoying it and, and listen is it was out humbling it. And I can't say that enough. I know I've said it a bunch of times and I'm repeating myself at this point, but, I, I, like I said, I've always said I can't thank you guys enough for listening to this. And if this is your first time listening, cause you, you saw the, you saw my videos on Facebook or whatever, and this is your first time listening to the show, thank you. I, I, I hope you stay. Um, I do two shows a week, Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, please check, this is episode 211. Please check out my back catalog. I've interviewed McIntyre, Steve, Steve, uh, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, um, you know, Joey Tedarenko. Uh, Josh Mazer, Chris Graf, you know Mike McWilliams, Zach Fitzgerald, Colt King, Paul Ferrone, on and on. I've interviewed fellow fight fans. Um, yeah, I've had I've had Sawyer and Tippin and Curtis Swanson on the show a bunch of times, and um, yeah, Dean Mayrad, great interview, his first interview. Um, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, I hope you go back and check it out. Brad Wingfeld, check out that interview. That was before the Danbury documentary and everything. Yeah, definitely check that out. And yeah, and like I said, I'm proud of all my interviews. I'll put my interviews up with every, and I'm not saying it like arrogantly or anything, but I'll put my interviews up with any show's interviews. Like I said, I, I research my stuff because I want to give you guys the best, the listener. There's so many shows out there. So much content that I, that if you're going to sit down and take the time out of your life, and choose my show to listen to. I'm going to do the best that I can for your show. I'm going to research. I'm going to be informed. And so I ask the best questions to get the best answers, to get the best stories out of these guys. And, you know, and again, it's from a fan. I want to hear these stories. So I'm trying to relay that to you guys, the listeners. And, um, you know, I'm never going to cheat you guys. So, yeah. So please, uh, you know, going forward... Keep listening to the show. Uh, I'll keep, you know, we'll b- keep banging it out, and uh, yeah, I'm sure some. Obviously, some episodes are better than others. Like I said, when you're doing two shows a week, um, you know, you, you're trying, trying here, folks. But you know, I have a life too, and it gets very busy. But I will always do the best that I can do for you guys listening, because like I said, I know there's a million shows, and every ex-player and their dog has got a show now, and. And yeah, I'm not gonna, hey, an ex-player, they got a lot bigger Rolodex of decks than I have. And I'm sure they can get a lot better guests than, you know, not better guests, but you know what I'm saying? They can get big high profile name guests that I don't have access to. And that's fine. You know, hey, go for it. You know, all the, all the best to your show. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be cruising over here in my lane, just rolling on and, uh, you know, like I said, I think the product will speak for itself. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, like I said, this is your guys' show. So, uh, please, if you're listening to it and you want to get a hold of me, uh, get a hold of me on social media, fourth line voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. If you're not on social media, you're probably smarter than the rest of us. Like I said, so email me, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Send me an email. <clears throat> Drop me a line, good, bad, or otherwise. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah guys, we'll keep rolling on. And uh as I said, check me out on social media, as well as Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over 2700 videos. All the leagues are on there. Just type in a name, boom, it'll come up or whatever league, WHL, OHL, LNH, NHL, whatever. I've got everything sorted, so just type it in it'll come up. So uh yeah guys, that that was it. That's my Wild Weekend from Edmonton and the Ice Wars weekend and it was a lot of fun. Again, I want to thank everybody that I talked to at the event. It was great meeting you guys. Um, it was a lot of fun, and like I said, I, as a fight fan, it, it was it was a great night. It was a great weekend for me. I got to see, yeah, I got to see some great fights live. Got to meet and hang out with some really cool guys after, and uh, and get to meet them face to face after talking to them for so long on here, and um, yeah, and I got to meet fellow fight fans. So it was a hell of a weekend. And I want a bunch of money to pay for the weekend. So how could I complain? You're not going to hear any complaints from this guy. And uh, so it was a fun it was a fun trip. So thanks everybody and uh, who followed along on social media. And uh, yeah, I hope you uh, continue to listen to the show going forward. And uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have a fun summer. So uh, thank you everybody. And uh, we'll talk. To, we will talk to you on Sunday. Thanks, guys.